Can we say today, in the words of prophet Isaiah, I rejoice heartily in the Lord. In my God is the joy of my soul. I rejoice heartily in the Lord. In my God is the joy of my soul. Why would we wish to say something like that today? Well, first of all, we are celebrating the, the memorial, a special memorial dedicated to Our Lady, the mother of Jesus, the mother of the Son of God. Rejoice with her because she received extraordinary privilege to be the mother of the Redeemer, the mother who was to come, the mother who was promised from the very beginning of human history, and that it is through him that he received his humanity. It is through her that the Holy Spirit gave the gift God the Father wished and is the Son of God to be with us, one of us. That is a special grace. That's why we can rejoice. But we can rejoice because the day, the day after, which means today, um, we celebrate something special yesterday. And that in an unusual way, first of all, June 24th is the normally, ordinarily, the, the solemnity of St. John the Baptist. But in an unusual way, because there's two solemnities and they're on an equal basis, but one is dedicated to the Lord, the other one is to a, 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 a creature. So the church moved the solemnity today ahead for John the Baptist and celebrated the solemnity of the Sacred Heart. Because we have to remember that on Friday after the Holy Trinity Sunday, that's when we celebrate the solemnity of the Sacred Heart. It's a movable feast. So that's what happened. But as you know, when we honor the Lord in the Sacred Heart, we honor that love that he has, that human love that he has for us, the Son of God, divine love that he gave to us through the Father gave to his Son. And, and, and as you remember, the revelations to St. Margaret Mary Lockhock, the heart that loved humanity, the heart, human heart of Jesus that loved us so much, that was willing to die for us. That's the beautiful gift. Honoring the sacred heart is honoring the heart of the Son of God and honor the love that he has for us. Because we say someone has a beautiful heart. We're talking about a person with a special characteristic that we appreciate their love, the tenderness, the care. Someone who has a heart, this is how we speak of God. God's heart was manifested in Jesus, the Father's heart and in Jesus' own. But you probably are waiting for me to say the next sentence. On June 24th, ordinarily, the solemnity of St. John the Baptist and forever June 24th will be remembered. So people will probably forget it was the Feast of Sacred Heart, but on the solemnity of St. John the Baptist, we heard something very unusual. God gave us an extraordinary gift. The Lord heard the prayers of millions of people who worked so hard and prayed even harder for almost 50 years on behalf of the unborn. The Lord heard 
our prayers. And the current Supreme Court wishing to correct the errors of the predecessors from 1973 overturned the landmark Roe ruling that provided the constitutional right to abortion. They corrected it because there was no foundation in the 14th Amendment and the previous court wanted to settle the issue instead of going by way of people deciding. They settled the issue and of course ever since then it never was right. And then the courage and strength of the present court gave, gave the possibility for such a correction. And I think that we here, and I remember the day when it was passed. I'm old enough to remember. I was in college then, and I remember what happened. And, and then how many years, for how many decades, I would participate in the March for Life on January 22nd, and many of us did too. And I see some people, wonderful people that I do recognize that have worked so hard, coordinated things. I don't think we kind of imagined that this may be the day, but the Lord chose the solemnity of the Sacred Heart to show that he loves us, that he loves the unborn, that he loves those who work on his behalf, that he loves those who want to protect the dignity and the beauty of human life. And that's why he gave us this gift. That's why we have to be very grateful to him. Yes, there's all kinds of rages going on. We have to pray for those because they do not understand they do not grasp. They did not allow themselves to be formed by something deeper than just ideology of today. They did not allow themselves to be formed in such a way where they will take care of the true dignity of the children of God. Everyone who is born, who is born, is born in the image and likeness of God. Everyone who is born has been given the the gift of eternal life to share the glory of God. And it's not up to us when this life is to end. It's not up to us when a life of the unborn seems to be a problem, a difficulty for someone else. And so it is God who gave us this gift, but, this, but because he responded to us, I know that the millions who have prayed and trusted and never gave up and never got discouraged, the gift was given. It's a powerful lesson to all of us that there are other issues in our society that we cannot stop praying for, perhaps even demonstrating, perhaps recognizing and teaching others and guiding. There are other things in our society which is destroying our human, human dignity, whether it's the pushing children when they are so confused, and there are a lot of confused children, to, to give them something that they would not wish, to eliminate their fertility, to, dis to disfigure them for life. And when they would recognize this, perhaps when they're older. I know this from my own personal family. I do know that my own sister, because she loves sports, so she played with us guys. She loved 
how to play rough, and so she wanted to be a boy. My parents heard that. What would happen when she turned 18? She fell in love, and she was to this very day. She loves being a woman, being a beautiful woman. So this is what happens. We don't see, we don't under, understand. We inter, we quickly intervene. Social society pushes us. So we have many things that we have to pray for, and we know that God will hear us. God will bring forth his justice. God will do so. And I know that Our Lady has prayed for that intention too. She was the one who assisted us. She was the one who um, gave us extraordinary divine assistance. You know, when we honor Our Lady, and this is something for us today to really remember, whom, whom do we honor? Someone who is open to the grace of God. Someone who cooperated with the inspirations of the Holy Spirit. Someone who was willing to say yes to God when the time came. Will you be the mother of the Son of God? Yes, let it be done to me according to your word. She's filled with God's word. She, imbue, she was imbued with the power of grace. She was a servant of the word of God before she became the mother of God. She was a servant of God, she was a servant of the word of God. She knew God's word. She listened to God's word. She contemplated God's word and she became the mother, the son of God. And even then we see her today. Yes, Jesus is 12 years old. She was a mother, she was able to wean him. Yes, she was going to Jerusalem for Passover as they always did, it was usually custom for them. And here being 12 years old, and what do we see? Jesus stays behind. He's in a temple. That means, you know, children must have been walking, you know how it is, a big caravan, how many thousands of people will be coming from Galilee to Jerusalem. It's a long distance, they had to find protection. So they all walk together, you know, for safety. And there she is, they, they think Jesus is walking with, with the family, relatives or friends or, or the children. But Jesus is not there. So they returned back to Jerusalem, however far they made it. Where did they find him? In a temple. Temple. What is he doing there? Sitting in the midst of the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. But all who heard him were astounded at his understanding and his answers. The Son of God speaking, although in human way, with his human abilities, and yet inspired and being part of the, being the son of God, he knows. He knows God's word because he is the living word of God. He can share what the living word of God would wish to inform the teachers in the Jerusalem temple. But there's one more thing here that's so important. Why did you do this? Why have you done this to us? Why did you stay behind? Why didn't you let us know? Why, why did you do? And Jesus says very quickly, he says, did you not know that I must be in my father's house? You, my mother, you know how I was born. You know what happened. The power of the Most High will overshadow you and the one who's be born will be the son of the Most High God. Didn't you know that? Of course, Mary does, but Mary is 
kind of have possibly forgotten in a human way at that moment when she was so distraught by not finding him. Being overwhelmed by being distraught, she kind of blanked out, perhaps. I shouldn't say that, Mary will correct me when we go there. You know, but, but the fact is this, but she did say here, and the St. Luke says, and he interviewed her. St. Luke interviewed her, so he would quote her exactly. And so they went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to, to them. And his mother kept all these things in her heart. So she pondered, she wanted to, she wanted to um, understand what all this means. And finally, I would like to invite each one of us, and we already are here, but all of you who, who hear us in this gathering here at the shrine, invitation to be like Mary, to ponder the word of God, to allow ourselves to think, to reflect on God's word, to read scriptures, and really do what the church has done for centuries, and that was to do what is called, you know, the, the Lectio Divina, take the word of God and spend some time with it. You know, I remember when I entered the religious community, and the first thing that we did, which is very interesting, is we begin to read the scripture the day before, the night before. Uh, and, and then the next morning, we would come to, to the church for mass. We would hear everything that the word of God said. You know, we kind of were attentive to what was being said. Because otherwise, if we don't prepare, then we don't really listen. We don't even hear. We were distracted, so we may pick up maybe 5%, 10% of what is actually said, or maybe a little bit more, depends upon how attentive we are. But preparing ourselves each day by a type of Lectio Divina, looking at the readings, they're every place, they're available, internet, every place. You know, um, the readings are through Magnificat, or maybe you have a missal, I mean, the lectionary, whatever it may be, to read the readings, because this is how we can be more attentive to God's word. This is how we can he hear God's word like Mary has, allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to us, where the God's word will more deeply each day take us into the realm of that, of that special environment of grace. You may already be doing it, maybe I shouldn't be saying this, but this is a generic, generic invitation, and if you are doing it already, it's a type of encouragement to continue but to do so, so we may be like Our Lady, that the word of God that came to her became fruitful. And we see that the word of God entering even these men, these uh, and women, but in this case, the Supreme Court, allowing God's word to form them so they could make decisions according to God's way, God's will according to justice, according to the revelation and truth which God gives us. This is what we have to do. And we are invited to make decisions each day for our families, for our loved ones. We have to make medical decisions. We have to make all kinds of decisions which, are, which introduce either a, a blessing to us on the level of economy or economic, whatever we have to do, that we will do so with the awareness of God of God's ways, of God's will, of God's gr gracious designs for us. They would not waste 
time that we would not waste, the resources that we have that, that we would not waste, you know, like special blessings and talents God gives us on just on anything, and especially on things we do not produce any good fruit. We'll be more focused that we may be able to give ourselves completely to God. And God doesn't say that we have to pray 24 hours a day. He basically says, be aware of me 24 hours a day. Be aware of my presence. Be aware of my love. And the prayers that we utter, it can be part-time, part of the time, maybe less or more time. But this is what the Lord is asking us. So may we then today, as we continue with the sacred liturgy, let us ask the Lord to give us the grace to be more attentive to his word, to live his word, to be faithful to God's word, to be faithful to Jesus, the living word, the incarnate word, that we may honor him, that we may love him, that we may honor the sacred heart, that he may be devoted to the immaculate heart of Mary, because, because it is the one that, that can help assist us and it can allow us to, to grow in faith, in love. And we need to place ourselves under her guidance and protection. We need to consecrate ourselves to her. Ultimately, it's to God through her so that our families may be protected from adversity, from danger which is lurking, from losing faith, from losing, losing that sense of true dignity as children of God. And we have so much to do yet. This is not over. Everything is at our disposal. And we have to remember that we have the power of God in us. The power of God in us because he shares it with us. And especially when he gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit, when he gives us himself in the Eucharist, we become walking tabernacles. We're becoming walking men and women, walking with God in our hearts. We can't forget that he's there and he can do extraordinary things for us. But he, the wonderful God as he is, the merciful God as he is, but he doesn't push us. He always invites us and we have to invite him. He won't force us. We have to invite him so that we can unleash the power that he gives us, that he can unleash within our hearts, all the graces, all the blessings for humanity. And we as humanity need it because we can't make it on our own. We need him to enter the life of glory, eternal kingdom to which he has invited us. He offered his life for us, but we need, he needs our yes and needs in our cooperation and we shall share in that glory. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? 
I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.